It is episode 35 of the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick, and we are starting the show off just checking in with Nick, finding out where he is. He is currently in Boise and what he's working on. We're also going to talk about Netflix statement this week that says they complete more with Fortnite than they do HBO. Uh, another article from the Huffington Post that came out this week was an interview with Jack Dorsey from Twitter, and just wondering if the problem that Twitter is creating with freedom of speech and negativity, can that even be fixed? Uh, lastly, we conclude the show t- talking about Nick just getting AirPods and how that's been a big change for him and Zoo Lily sponsoring the new Seattle Sounders and Seattle Rain jerseys. Thank you for always joining us here at the Catching Up Podcast. This is episode 35, and please enjoy the show. Nick Hughes, it is another Friday Meets. It is another episode of the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick. How have you been doing this week? Uh, I'm doing well, Connor. Doing well over here in Boise, Idaho. Uh, you're up in Seattle, right? Like always. So you're so you're still so you're still in Boise. Last time we talked last week, uh, you had kind of made the announcement about your grand tour that's happening. And so, yep. uh, wh- what you got for an update for us this week? What's been going on with you? You know, I was thinking about it, and you know, I guess my update is just a. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to learn a ton of lessons, you know, as you go through this process, you, you're more o- awake than maybe you would be if you were just in the city that you were living in and everything was the same. And yeah, I would, you know, look, I would say this week I've more figured out like and learned that um, just establishing a like work ethic and routine is like really important. Mm-hmm. And um, when you you know, I'm only in city one, but very quickly when I got here, I, you know, I thought like there's a, a co-working space, kind of the main one here in Boise that, you know, I, it's like 35 bucks a month just to drop in. And it's, you know, it's kind of like the open seating at WeWork or, you know, the Riveter. And uh, so, you know, got the play, got knew where I was going to work every day. Um, you know, trying to wake up about the same time I get my run, I run, you know, every other day usually. And, and then just like establishing that routine. And, and that has helped me quickly get grounded and just to figure out, because when you're on the road, dude, it's like disorienting. And it's, uh, if you don't establish like these norms that you can depend on throughout the days and weeks, like it, it very disorienting and you kind of feel lost and you're, you know, you're not effective. Um, if you feel like you need to just go from coffee shop to coffee shop or whatever. And so, yeah, like establishing that routine has been really, really important. So when you go to future cities, what are you going to do in that first week to establish a routine? That's a good question. I, I, I think before I get there, you know, doing research on, you know, finding these spaces to, to work at, um, and just getting that in line even before I get there is important. And, yeah, you know, funny. the, the beauty, the beauty of founders live is actually most of our events are held at these spaces. And so it's like kind of inherent that I at least would talk to them first. So it's like, Hey, like, can I, can I just work here for the month? And so I think that that's going to play out more, um, more often than not. And so setting that up beforehand, um, you know, figuring out where I'm going to live, I'm literally like, you know, realizing like, dude, this is like, I, at some point I need to get an assistant just to like set up my living situations like in the, in the next city, but like just coordinating, like, okay, where am I going to live? So LA or 
February is going to be interesting because I'm actually starting in LA, but I'm going to be in San Francisco for a week and I'm going to be in uh, San Diego for a week and then out, back to LA. And it's just like, it means you're, you're constantly moving around and you know, that's okay. But it's also like for California, I won't be in, I won't stay in one place yeah. the entire month. So, um, so yeah, man, just learning. Wait, you're going to need to create like micro routines, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. like little one minute meditation sessions, those kind of things that get you centered. Um, yeah. when you're in states of discomfort, just to be able to like find a groove internally within yourself. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's just a learning experience, but, um, nice. Well, yeah, well in the tradition of the show, uh, to kind of get back on track with where we were when we, uh, stopped recording last year is by having all the different topics and so yeah. the first topic that i wanted to talk about this week uh was uh netflix came out in their earnings report and what their earnings report says it says we compete uh we compete with parentheses and lose to Fortnite more than hbo which i thought was just super interesting and <laughs> i was very curious to think what are your thoughts about this quote that's saying that in the corporate hierarchy, Netflix is actually more worried about Fortnite than they are HBO, which is probably bundling HBO in with a lot of other different content providers. What do you think about that, Nick? Well, it tells more about Fortnite than Netflix, I think. And I mean, look, I, I don't play, but I'm very aware that it's just a phenomenon. And so I think they're, they're giving a very big solid to Fortnite and respect uh, so that's number one, but I I think this comes back to what I've what I've said many times, just in general. Like our industry is, dude, our biggest your biggest competitor is really the limited amount of attention. So we have a limited time in our lives. We we literally have 24 hours, and hope you know hopefully you're getting some sleep. And so when there's limited amount of time, attention is so incredibly valuable. And so that's basically what. Reed Hastings is saying is they're battling for attention and the hottest thing right now is Fortnite, not necessarily like they're, they're less worried about HBO and quote their industry competitors. And they're more worried about attention and what's grabbing people's attention for long periods of time. And I also think what's interesting, here's a underlying aspect of this that they don't really say is dude, Fortnite, you can play for five hours. People are playing for three, five, seven hours. Uh, Netflix or HBO, you watch a show and it ends and then you're like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I should. And I know that people binge watch and stuff like that, but um, people binge play longer than they binge watch, I think. And so I think that that's what he's more concerned about is people losing track of time playing Fortnite versus watching an H like Game of Thrones. You know yeah, I mean? you're, you're totally right. The amount of time and attention that is going into Fortnite is pretty crazy. And it's more of a younger male dominant demographic. Mm -hmm. um, and so Netflix knows they're losing that on that, on that aspect. And I just think this is a good show of self-awareness on Netflix part to uh, just be aware of the changing economy. And so let's not forget where Netflix came from, which uh, they kind of have a history of being on the lookout and innovating. They started off yeah. as sending DVDs in the yeah. mail. Um, and now they've become this huge streaming platform. And so I've always been impressed with Netflix to, to be looking out kind of beyond the horizon and see 
the, their true competition and where other people are taking attention away from yeah. that. So, yeah, I was just very impressed with this quote. A lot of big companies don't speak like that and put something out there. Um, I'm sure the people at HBO were way pissed to see this. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, HBO's got a good lineup of shows coming out. I mean, Game of Thrones, the finale of Game of Thrones is going to be one of the biggest cultural phenomenons of all time starting in April. Um, <laughs> and let's remember how long – it's been a year and a half – Basically, it'll almost have been two years since that show, the last uh, season. Mm-hmm. That's in, I, and man, you know, I think they had some issues. Sounds like they had some issues filming and blah, blah, blah. But um, they also waited. And yeah, it's going to be a big deal. I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch it. Yeah, the anticipation is, is real big on my end of this conversation. I cannot wait for it. And yeah, I yeah. just know whatever the ending, that finale finale will be bigger than the Super Bowl. It's going to be the biggest thing on television this year. That's crazy. So moving on, uh, speaking of attention, um, so th- there was a long interview recently with Jack Dorsey. Did you end up reading it or no? Yeah, it was so long. Uh, <laughs> I read it like, dude, I literally finish, read it. Yeah. I read intro it. and then uh, I'll come back in. Yeah, I read it last night over, uh, I think, a, at least a beer. I was sitting at a, a bar before I was, a friend came and visited, you know, visited me. But um, I read it, like, at the bar. Just, like, it took probably 20 minutes. And um, so, yeah, basically, you know, Jack Dorsey is not – he's an interesting character. Uh, I also – I have huge respect for him. I mean, he's CEO of two, two public companies – valued um in many billions and very impressive but basically the interview really dug into a lot of the issues that twitter has had and i think the question you know getting into some of the issues of harassment and the way that twitter has grown and way the way it started and the way it's grown i mean it's just like a beast that that arguably is bringing more negative to the world than positive and do you think connor that the problems plaguing Twitter, which basically is free speech and hate speech and, you know, terrorism, if you will, um, could that be fixed? Or is it literally doomed based on the way that it's been built and the way that it's functioning? Is it ever going to get better or is it doomed? So, yeah. So first I got to start off with just this article. Um, It was written by, an interview was by Ashley Feinberg, um, who was very aggressive in her questioning. Had She had a screenshot of her sending messages to yeah. Jack Dorsey saying, Jack, you can end all of this now. Jack, delete the website. Jack, delete, it's time delete to the website. shut down the website. Um, and then she asked why Jack unfollowed her. And it was because pretty much because of those kind of comments. Yeah. Um, and so she's coming from this perspective that it needs to be deleted. And... I Well, my biggest problem with the interview, I'd so much rather have listened to this as a video yeah. or a podcast because I couldn't, like, I haven't listened to Jack enough to know, like, what his cadence is like talking. But to hear, to read the transcriptions of the talking just drove me crazy. Uh, but back to the topic yeah. with Twitter. Um, if Twitter were to shut down, that's just a huge opportunity for someone else to build a company to take all that attention away. Yeah. Right. And so like if Jack shuts it down, 
someone else is just going to launch it. And whoever gets President Trump to join is going to win, right? <laughs> and, and if that's the case, if this is already bad, imagine what's going to happen if Donald Trump gets to be the kingmaker on whose platform is is going to be the next one, yeah. uh, which is even worse. So, I, I mean, I'd rather have Jack at the helm than anyone else. And and it's a tough position for Twitter. I think the whole political spectrum right now has kept Twitter alive. But I don't think this is at all really a reflection on Twitter. Twitter is just a medium for people yeah. to express themselves. I think this really just speaks on how terrible people are, right? <laughs> I think this is just more a reflection on humans and the negativity and the darkness that lives in a lot of people more so than the, Dude, the platform I for people. I fully agree. I fully agree. And it's amazing. Um, you know, as I was evaluating this just in the last you know, couple minutes and the last hour, like there's almost this correlation a little bit to like Craigslist and, you know, Craigslist has kind of been referred to as just like the, like the bottom of the ocean of the internet. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, everything is there right and it's amazing that craigslist is still as big as it is like 20 years later and dude twitter is the same thing which is like i mean you scroll through that thing and it's it is the darkness of humans and it's it's sad i think it's like i look at some of these things that like these conversations just like totally take right turns or left turns and people are blasting everyone and people have like freedom of the keyboard and they're just hiding behind their phone and yet it's public and the the nastiness and the the negativity on there is just like it it shocks me um and so i agree that you know twitter's just a medium and i, I look i i actually agreed with a lot of what jack said because i kind of i read it putting myself in you know as i grow founders live you know i don't know if we're ever going to get as big as twitter but but understanding that you're creating this space and the way that people use it is like his whole point is what's right and what's wrong and we, you know, clearly there's terms of service and there's things that are illegal. But outside of that, like she was coming from such a direction and trying to pin him down. And like she's neither right or wrong either. Or it's a spectrum. It's actually not just a, a 2D, two dimensional spectrum. It's a 3D spectrum of uh, angles of either conservative or liberal or right or left or Republican, Democrat, political. Um, and I just find it, I find his, his, his responses were thoughtful and clearly Twitter is thinking about this, but I think in the end, that's my question. And she's posing it is, is it fucked? <laughs> like, yeah, is, is this human nature so that what Twitter basically can't fix all of it and they're trying and they also don't even know what the problem is sometimes. They don't even know what to fix. And and so I re- the reason I bring up Craigslist is because not only is it, that's also human nature, but dude, Craigslist has not been changed a lot, in the, very much in the last 20 years. And I Twitter mm-hmm. has actually not changed that much since it launched. If you think about it, Twitter is a feed. It, you know, the biggest change they made was to basically increase the character limit a year or two years ago. And yeah, there's media now, there's videos there's live stream, but dude, isn't that crazy that it's, it's actually about the same thing that it, pretty much when it launched, you could type in. Yeah. This thing they really it. haven't innovated the time. So they haven't so, needed to. No, they haven't because it, it really is the feeding. It feeds human nature. People want to be heard. 
and they want to comment and they want to then backlash and they want to revolt. And that's basically what Twitter is used for. And um, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I felt like that was a very interesting interview and uh, it it's a leading indicator of, it, it shows even like she was showcasing Jack Dorsey as his personality, but also where the leadership of Twitter is. And it's basically like hands in the air. Like we don't want to fucking know. Yeah. I was just it's trying to figure it out. Amazing dude. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'm sure reading that at the bar was super interesting. When I was reading it this morning, it just <laughs> like, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a long conversation. I did not realize I was getting into a full 20 minute conversation. Dude. So on that, on that note, uh, a, a nice little transition here. Um, you know, I don't know if I think I've told you this before, but the shortcut on the iPhone to like have it read to you, basically, yeah. it, if you swipe two fingers down, it'll just like read what's on the screen. So I do this with my headphones, and I just have I just have articles that are long like this. I just have I basically have Siri read it to me. And oh, I should have done that. Yeah, and speaking of that, um, so I recently got uh, AirPods. And I, I'm curious, do you have AirPods? Yeah, I've, I've recorded every episode ever <laughs> on my AirPods. Awesome. Okay, so uh, sweet. We're both now on AirPods. Uh, what do you think of them? Uh, I, so I bought AirPods in 2017. And I remember at the end of 2017 saying this was by far the best thing I ever bought. <laughs> uh, or no, I'm sorry, not ever bought. Let me backtrack that. Best thing I bought in 2017. Got it. Um, because they are so convenient. When yeah. they like die, and I always have my cord headphones with me just in case. Because now that I'm like a year and a half in, the battery is starting to get a little. Uh, it's just not lasting the entire day anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's just such a difference to not have the cord. Uh, but yeah, this little. Uh, I don't even know what's called a little box charger yeah. holding in my hand right now. It is part of my daily rotation, like cell phone, wallet, keys, yep. AirPods. Yep. Um, and I take them with me like almost everywhere, even if I'm not going to listen because they've become so convenient to put in my ears that even if I have like three minutes uh, of whatever, it's, I'll go and I'll put them in and I'll listen to a podcast or like turn a song on or something. Um, yeah. And they've like become an integral part of my life. Yeah. I dude, it's been a less than a week and I love them. And I would agree. Like, I mean, this is the first time I've had like wireless, you know, Bluetooth headphones. And number one, the lack of cord is amazing. It just, it, it frees you up. It feels so good. Just, you know, I, I was like putting it in my pocket. So then you pull it out and it's like, it takes a minute to like unwind the tangle and, uh, you know, that's the lack of cord is amazing. And then also, yeah, I would agree that, that it's the best thing that I've bought in a while. And I can, it's like one of the first times, you know, if you remember getting your first smartphone and you're like, Oh shit, this is, this is it. This is the future. Um, I'm sensing that this is part of the future and the wearable and how, how, how does the computer go from the pocket to the ear and how does that what what does that transition look like? I, I don't have a, a Apple Watch or anything or like a wearable on the wrist, um, so I haven't experienced that. But dude, these are these are these are sweet. I like it. Yeah, and I w- 
I would agree that the the box, like that's the big thing. I think if there is a negative, I mean, these are not cheap. So, you know, making sure that you don't lose them and the the uh, charger holder box is, yes, it's now in my pocket as like one of those go to, like it's the daily thing where you just check your pockets. You're like, okay, keys, cell phone, wallet, bam, you know, headphones. And um, so that's going to be something to just keep in, keep aware of is, you know, you don't want to lose these things. No, definitely not. And and so Gary Vee always talks about like the future of audio. And if you you've seen the movie Her, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and when I started using these, I actually like got bought in even more. It's become so easy to passively listen to things mm-hmm. and to talk with the headphones as well that it really I think made that audio based future a lot more clear, right? Like once the AR starts getting better, I mean Siri is kind of not uh, definitely the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to successful AI, but, uh, you Dude, know, once, can, can, once can it we, catches up, it's going to be amazing to talk to yeah, people on this. Can we go there for a second? Dude, isn't that, isn't that incredible that, I mean, what, three, four years ago, everyone thought, wow, Siri is the leader. I mean, because Apple came out with Siri, the, like, the first, or at least, like, yep. the most, most predominant. And it's amazing that, you know, basically Alexa has really taken over. Amazon has done a great job of like, you know, placing that device in a home. And then now the voice that you interact with that seems most intuitive is Alexa, not Siri. And why do you think that is? Uh, I, I think they market it really well. They, Amazon has the, in, the shopping integration and, and a lot of that information, which was good. I think just branding it, calling it Alexa, it's a normal human name. Yeah. Like Apple went with Siri, Google stuck with Google, um, <laughs> and and Microsoft went with Cortana, and those just weren't good names. They were they are like too futuristic, I yeah. think. And I think just choosing the name Alexa became as, as my Alexa glows next to me. Um, <laughs> I think that just was much more of an approachable name. And then when they released the devices. For twenty to forty dollars, it just it it scaled it. I mean, for yeah. there was one Christmas where I bought like four of them on on Black Friday or something like that, and then gave them as gifts to all my family. And so, uh, yeah, I just think the convenience of it, and and they got more products in households than anyone else did. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, I think that they just they did a great job. They executed well. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not sitting here complaining about Siri, but like, dude, I don't, I barely ever, or the only times I, you know, when Siri comes up is actually because I like miss hit the button. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, that's the so. only time I ever interact with Siri is because yeah, I've accidentally opened her up. Yeah. So, um, well, awesome, man. Uh, anything else you want to touch on this week? Uh, no, that concludes. Actually, yes. I've got one more before we go. Did you see the new Sounders jersey sponsor? I have not, dude. Uh, so I'll drop this bomb. Uh, Xbox is no longer going to be on the jersey of the Sounders. The new jersey sponsor is Zoo Lily. Whoa. Uh, and you feel I was that? so shocked about that. Uh, a, like, I mean, I've heard a lot of rumors. I never worked at Zoo Lily. I, I've really like almost never shopped at Zulily, but I yeah. haven't heard great things from people who used to work there. And yeah. so I actually kind of had this, uh, I've kind of branded them as 
you know, not they're not going to make it. Um, and just because from the few stories I've heard from people who work there and have left. Uh, but to see them sign this multi-year, definitely multi-million dollar contract, they're actually sponsoring the Sounders and the Seattle Reign um, and putting on the jersey. Actually, like, for me, it was like, whoa, like, Zoo Lily must have more influence and pull and longevity than I I ever even imagined. I'm not – yeah, uh, I haven't seen uh, an image yet, but I'm not buying it, like – Dude, I, I think you would agree with me that, like, seeing a Sounders jersey in the Xbox, just, like, it was so cool. It, I thought I thought that looked really cool, and it gave it a little bit of an edge. And I don't know, just the colors were, you know, the green colors or the blue colors were, always worked well. So, I don't know, man. A Sounders jersey with Zoo Lily on it. You're, you're definitely not going to like the, the mock when you look <laughs> at it either. Uh, there, there's, some, there's been some funny uh, – photoshop images that have come back because it's it's a very like uh modern calligraphy like cursive style um mm. and so yeah it's it's very different from what xbox was so it'll be surprising to see man i'm really hoping that we get new jerseys this year because last year's jerseys they had the camouflage over the chest but the camouflage like didn't go into the sleeves I think we're the ugliest jerseys we've ever done. Uh, and so I'm really hoping we get rid of those. And, and this debut is just on the old jerseys. And some, they come out with something new to, to kind of match this new logo as well. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, shout uh, out to Zoo Lily. They got more money than I was aware of. <laughs> well, great, man. Cool. Well, Nick, uh, yeah, that yep. concludes our show. What uh, parting words you got for our audience? Hey, have a good weekend. And if if you're in Seattle and you're listening to this, I will be back up there at the end of the month, uh, uh, the twenty, the twenty eighth through the second, and we have our event on the thirty first. So um, hopefully, I can catch anyone that's available. Awesome! Thanks a lot, Nick. Enjoy the upcoming weekend, and I will talk to you next Friday. Sounds good, Connor. Peace. See ya.